Welcome to the Making Money in Multifamily show, where we discuss everything to do with multifamily real estate investing. We believe it's the best way to gain financial freedom and build lasting wealth. This is where you'll find the best information and practices to help you succeed in your real estate business, whether you're already experienced or just starting out. Here's your host, Dave Morja. In an attempt to learn more about how successful business and real estate professionals think, I ask every guest of the show my five key questions. These questions are meant to give you, the listener, a glimpse at what makes a successful real estate professional tick on both a personal and business level. If you could only pick one trait that explains your success, what is that trait and why? I would say persistence. I've been dealt you know, pretty devastating blows throughout my career and life in general. And the one thing that's always gotten me through is just persistence. I'm, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep pushing ahead. I will find a way. And, you know, I, I got my start in the industry because of persistence. I, I took down that first deal and then almost had the entire thing, almost lost the entire deal. And if not for just persistence of pushing ahead, even when everybody was telling me it can't be done, I still got it done and, and turned around made a good bit of profit. And, also, on my most recent deal, you know, I'm being told by these family offices, no, you know, no to my deal. Not that the deal is bad, but just no to investing in the deal. You know, over a hundred times I've told no on that deal. And that, you know, we just kept pushing through, pushing through and, and, and got it done. So it's, you know, just persistence to always push through and, and, and get it done. What is the most uncharacteristic thing you've done in your business and why did you do it? You know. It's a tough one to answer. I, I, I can think of a, a couple of things. I don't really know of any one that's the, the most uncharacteristic um, because I've seen people do um, what I'm doing, but I guess probably it's not as mainstream. So it, there's two that come to mind. One is, you know, instead of um, kind of forming and operating a, a property management company, I actually just partnered with somebody who's got 30 years experience. And, you know, at the time when I did that, that was really uncharacteristic. I did that 2012, 2013-ish. Uh, but nowadays, I think it's a lot more common to see people doing those JVs. So don't want to say that. The other thing I think of is new development. So back in 2016, I went into new development. So ground up, class A construction. And... I didn't really tell anybody about it. We kept it pretty quiet and we've still been working on that same deal. Um, and we're going to be breaking ground on it later this year after, you know, we've got land under contract. It's just been a whole crazy thing, you know, and, you know, new development is extremely challenging in that there's no like playbook on how to do it. There's no process. There's no lender telling you what to do. It's, you know, you, you just got raw land and you've just, it's hundred percent your imagination. I'm actually heading to a meeting with my engineers and architects after this uh, call to have a, another meeting just on that. So new development, we got in early to that and we're, you know, I see that as an opportunity for us to, to grow, you know, to be, to be able to provide something that's multifamily, but during the different phases, you know, because during the different cycles of multifamily, it's going to make more sense to develop something than to buy something. And then also you just, sometimes you're just, when you buy a property, 
you know, for us, we're in these heavy value add deals and we'll, we'll buy properties and with the intent of redeveloping them once their life cycle is over. We've got two properties like that. Um, and so now that we are acquiring that knowledge and learning how to do that, um, I'm, you know, I'm glad we made that, that early move. Otherwise, if I, were to, if I were to try doing it today, there's just so much to learn that I've learned. And it's a slow process. It's incredibly slow. New development is so slow. Um, but, you know, it's, it's fun. Can you name a time where you felt like you were not going to end up successful? How did you overcome that fear or belief? Yeah, that's, that's almost a daily basis, man. I think as an entrepreneur, we're always kind of challenging or, or questioning ourselves. And because there's, you know, you know, everybody's looking at everybody else and every, everybody's all over social media. And you're like, oh, wow, this guy. And, oh, well, that guy. And you, you know, you get in your own head. And so you, you really kind of question yourself. But, you know, for me, those first couple of deals were extremely challenging. You know, the first deal was tough. The second deal was tough. Third deal was, was tough. The fourth deal was actually pretty good. But then the fifth deal was our new development that we're still working on. Sixth deal was okay. And the seventh deal was when we just closed. And that was extremely tough. It's still tough. And so you're constantly being challenged uh, and you're constantly questioning yourself. and there's no kind of right answer. You know, you just kind of have to, you know, think for yourself and make a decision and, and move forward. Can you name a time where something in your business went perfectly? And what did you do to make that a reality? You know, surprisingly, I would say the times when our business has performed the best has been in situations where we've had to deal with the worst. So for example, like Harvey, was a devastating hurricane for Houston and many other markets. And our team just did a fantastic job of dealing with it. We, you know, we had some minor flooding at one of our properties, which we believe was mostly due to somebody leaving a window open. But otherwise, uh, we survived okay. Um, but we had guys, maintenance guys out there working in the rain, digging trenches with shovels, to get the water off the property, you know, cleaning drains in real time while they're getting rained on to prevent things from clogging. I mean, it was, these guys did an, an amazing job and I had zero input. I was, I mean, as sad as it sounds, I was in Panama on vacation. I was, I was scheduled to come back the day Harvey hit and I was pissed because my flight, I mean, all the flights were canceled. You couldn't go into Houston. And I was like, what the heck? And I kept trying to fly in and my team was like, stay in Panama. Like you can't, there's nothing you can do here. You're, I mean, there's no planes anyway. And so I just had an extended vacation in Panama with the, the well, I was watching the news and it, it was just terrible. I mean, it's the most helpless feeling I had, but they just did amazing. Uh, and the other time is, is now COVID. I mean, my whole team, they are doing great. We've, we've got record collections as of uh, April 8th, as compared to March 8th, we were at 97% uh, collections for Houston and then 95% overall 14 properties. And so we, they've just done a fantastic job. And I've, I've done very little, to be honest. I mean, they've, they've just done amazing. My partner, Carrie, they've completely, I mean, I've, I've orchestrated a lot of the you know, webinars that they attend to help get knowledge on the PPM EIDL, which is an ever-changing thing. 
And, uh, but then once, once they got the knowledge, you know, they ran with it, they are basically direct interface with the banks and, uh, everything's, you know, they're, they're doing most of it. So it's, you know, the team's done amazing and it's times like this when you really find out how awesome your team is. And I just feel incredibly blessed to have such amazing teammates. What have you been focusing on lately to improve yourself or your business? I would say kind of the brand and the culture. We've really been trying to grow the Triarch brand, doing a lot of podcasts like this. Uh, we've started Triarch Construction in January. We um, are really just just trying to get out there and make people aware of of who we are. Because you know, for a while we've just been kind of quietly just going at it, grinding away, and and haven't really felt the need to to go out. But now. You know, now that we've got a good foundation, we've really kind of established ourselves. Business is stable. Everything's great. And now we're just trying to take things to the next level, um, particularly as we kind of go and focus mostly on, on the family office side of things and, and really learning that, that industry as a kind of transition to, to, to structure deals, to present deals, how they would like to see them. So that's that's been kind of what we've been working on and growing towards and um, yeah. And, and just doing a lot of you know, forming new partnerships, meeting new people. And yeah, it's been uh, really uh, this whole year, I'd say has been a focus on growing the brand. Thank you for listening. This has been the making money in multifamily podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would just like to connect, please feel free to check out the show notes for how you can connect or visit longviewacquisitions.com. 